0: What up, world? It's your past, first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen every day, free on all platforms, every single weekday, Monday through Friday. So make it your first listen and tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. We got a good one for you today. The Blazers winners over the weekend. They play twice against the Mavericks Saturday and Sunday and they take care of business in both games, blowing out an undermanned Mavs team. It's what you need to do and it's what they did. Some wins they absolutely need following a five game losing streak. We will recap both of those games. Talk about the return of the the Blazers' useful depth back to the lineup. Uh, Gary Payton's back in the lineup and playing regularly, playing you know uptick in minutes. There's your little has return on Sunday. There's some real value in having uh, having more bench parts. I think that was obvious obvious over the weekend, and then finally talk about where the Blazers are. Uh, I think it felt like the sky was falling when we last recorded a podcast because they'd lost five in a row when I last recorded a podcast. You didn't do it. You just listened to the podcast. But um, it, it felt like the sky was falling a little bit. And um, I, I think it, it's natural to feel that way. But I think uh, it's time to sort of uh, take a gauge of where they are after they've Won a couple games against teams uh, team that they should have beaten. But first, let's do what we do. Fastest recap in the West. We got two games to get through on Saturday night. The Blazers win 136 119 over the Dallas Mavericks, who are playing without Christian Wood, who had tweaked his ankle. Uh, they eventually were playing without uh, Tim Hardaway Jr., who, who was out of that game. They were already missing, you know, very key role players in Maxi Kleba and uh, Dorian Finney Smith. And, um, and and Josh Green has become a part of pretty big part of the rotation the Mavs were undermanned and then they they just they looked eventually they just looked tired and the Blazers dominated them up 31 30 after one up 15 at the break 71 56 uh, up 106 90 and and heading into the third quarter and it it didn't seem that close like it was only a 15 point game that's close in the NBA that's not that many points but uh, the Blazers pulled the plug up 21 with seven minutes left Dame did not return the rest of his teammates went to the bench with just under six minutes 553 up 24 the Bencher like immediately gave up 7-0 7-0 run. Uh so the Chelsea Phillips took a timeout and told everybody to calm down. But the the Blazers rolled in that game after after it was somewhat close in the first quarter. I think they were down 8-2, down 6, and it was just like, okay, let's 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 take control. And they did from that point forward and dominated the final three quarters. Luka Doncic finished with just 15 points. Damien Lord had 36 on the other side to go along with 10 assists and just one turnover in 29 minutes. 22 and 11 from Yusuf Nurkic, 21 from Anthony Simons that game. Shaden Sharp had a really nice night. He had 12. Uh, Gary Payton 10 points, four steals, two assists, two rebounds. And Gary Payton's first shift his first four minutes, he had four steals and three fouls. Dude was everywhere. Super, 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 super active. Really valuable. Guarded Luka Doncic. Um, This game was about the Blazers offense. Um, After the game, Chauncey Billups complimented the Blazers defense, and I thought the defensive plan was pretty good. Uh, They doubled Luka every single time he touched the ball. When he touched the ball in the half court, they sent two at him and got the ball out of his hands. And it was a good idea. Uh, Luka didn't play well. He played 53 minutes in a double overtime win over the Lakers a couple nights before, and he just kind of looked like a dude on E. Like, he shot one of six from the free throw line. He's been shooting bad from the free throw line all year, but like when you brick and free throws, couldn't didn't make a three-pointer. I thought the Blazers plan against Luka was really really good. I also just think he looked out of sorts, but you don't apologize for their star player looking out of sorts. You beat the snot out of him. That's what the Blazers did. They beat him they beat him by 17. They rolled exactly exactly what you're supposed to do against against a team that looks like the Mavs did uh Portland took almost 40 shots in the paint 34 shots in the paint 29 before garbage time like they were um they were it was just a parade to the rim the Blazers actually weren't even that effective on defense for my money the Mavs shot uh 52 and a half percent from the floor and almost 50 percent from three 47 48 percent from three they made 22 of 46 three-pointers um this wasn't like this super impactful dominant defensive performance. It was a good defensive plan that got the ball out of uh that got the ball out of Luca hands, and it was a dominant offensive performance from the Blazers. They didn't turn the ball over just seven turnovers in this game. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, just uh before the guy subbed out. Seven turnovers before the um before the bench got in there and really made it rough, but seven, seven pre garbage time turnovers, like they they were they took care of the ball, they made shots on their own of their own. They were shot above forty percent from three. Like this was the offensive juggernaut that that they can be when it's rolling. And Dame was excellent. You get a you get a nice night from it, you get a nice night from Nurk and you just you know you can drop one thirty six. So then uh they play again on sunday nights that's your that's your fastest recap in the west from game one they play game on play again on sunday night but Luka Doncic has been sitting out back to backs so it was unlikely he was going to play they kind of ruled him out a little bit late but christian wood came back and did play in this game uh, he had missed he'd obviously missed the saturday game and they really missed him because he's been he's killed the blazers mostly this year uh, and he came back and was was a problem for the blazers and Let's, let's go fast recap for this one. They're up the Blazers up thirty three thirty one at at um, after one. They're up sixty one fifty four at the break. But then Nurk commits his fourth foul like two minutes into the second half. Nine fifty eight mark he goes to the bench, um, in into the in the third quarter. So it's like you're up seven, and then all of a sudden Nurks goes out. Mavs actually take the lead on a, a few separate occasions, uh, and and it's it it just looks like okay. You know Spencer Dinwiddie's got it going. Christian Woods got it going, and the offense hasn't been it's been darn good but it hasn't been this just like layup line like it was in the first game and the Blazers are just up 98-95 at at the end of the third quarter they actually they put in Drew Eubanks after Nurk got in foul trouble and Eubanks was terrible so they they pulled him he 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 just couldn't hang they actually went small and played Jabari Walker at the five which a lineup that was decent, and I, I really liked the look of, but when the fourth quarter started, the Blazers just blew the game open. They're up 98-95 heading into the fourth. Then they outscored uh, the Mavericks 42-28, and, and including just an absolute burst out of the gates um they they over the first nine minutes they just changed the game they, they won the first nine minutes of the, of the fourth quarter by 18 and they said see you later and the bench came in um and 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 that was that um the the starters go to the bench up 21 with with four, just under four minutes left dame had 16 in the fourth quarter nurk had 12 so that's 28 between dame and nurk the mavericks also scored 28 total points in the quarter Blazers just storm the door slam the door shut storm the door shut I don't think you stormed the door they they slammed the door shut they went 141-23 to complete the weekend and sweep if you are scoring at home they are now 12 and 2 when they score 115 points this team is has been absolutely has been better on defense over the last month or so 5 6 weeks um, absolutely. You just like they've, they've, um, they've had nights where the offense has absolutely just lost them the game. Cause they've been competitive with their defense. Um, the numbers suggest that they've been like pretty good, um, since Christmas and, and even a little bit before that, I, I am I'm, I'm still maybe not as high on their defense as some around the world. Uh, but like this team is built to score. Uh, Damon Lord has f- had, has now had five straight 30 point games. They're just running a bunch more pick and rolls, spreading them out, letting Dame do what he does and pick teams apart. And he's getting back to being an elite, an elite scorer yet again. Um, He's averaging like 27 and 8, 27 and 7 and a half <laughs> when they were uh, not running as much pick and roll action. So it wasn't like they were like really holding him back. But he's on a tear right now. A three, You know, five straight 30-point games, um, a 50-point game in a game they lost. Like, he's been, he's been awesome. He's been really, really good. And he was really, really good on Sunday. He finishes with 40 points. Uh, and six assists, ten of seventeen from the floor, four of nine from deep. He had just one turnover in this one. So Damon Lord over the weekend goes for sixteen assists and two turnovers in like a little over an hour of basketball. I played twenty nine the other night. Played thirty. Played thirty seven tonight, it's like. That two, you know, that's that's two full games with the ball in his hands. A bunch he scores 40-20 from a trio of other Blazers to help out Dame to help Dame out. Though Anfernee Simons has twenty, Yusuf Nurkic had twenty and hit, including like a twenty nine foot three pointer, uh, Jeremy Grant finished with 20 off the bench. Uh, Nazir little came in and he finished, he, he made his debut and had 10, um, his re-debut he, he's played before, uh, but his first game since December 2nd, when he, when he fractured a bone in his hip, um, I want to talk about Nas' debut. I want to talk about Gary Payton's play over the weekend. I want to talk about um, the Blazers having some parts off the bench and how valuable that is for them. Let's talk Nas. Let's talk GP2 in the second segment. But before we do that, I want to tell you that this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. Uh, it is the it is just fantasy sports made easy. I play price picks on my phone. I use my, I use the app, but you can also go to pricepicks.com and how it works is you pick the sport. You pick between two and six players and, and you pick over or under the projections as set by price picks. So I play the NBA, but you can play NFL all playoffs long. You can play NHL while it's rolling along. And for, for the NBA, you're picking points, rebounds, assists, and you just go above or below the line set by price picks. It's just you versus the projections. no, no, Big field, no sharks, no nothing, just you versus those numbers. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times if you go six for 25 times your money if you go six for six. Feeling hot, go ahead and win it. And even better, right now, if you are a first-time user, log on to prizepix.com or download the app and use the promo code when you sign up. Locked on, you will get up to a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. They're giving you a hundred percent match. So if you put in a hundred bucks, give you a hundred bucks. You deposit fifty bucks, they'll give you fifty bucks. It's as simple as that. So go take advantage today. Use that promo code locked on to get up to a hundred dollars, up to a hundred dollars on your first deposit. Alright. Let's talk about Nazir Little. Nazir Little hadn't played since December 2nd when he uh, sustained a fracture in the ball of his hip, the ball joint of his hip. Sounds bad. sounds bad but he returns to returns to the court um you know it'd been reported earlier this week or the the team released a press release that he had ramped up his on-court participation and even prior to that press release there had been some reports from people uh, on the scene that said they'd seen him just like you know getting in workouts um and, and doing the things you do to prepare to get back so um like even without returning to practice fully they get nazir little in the game and he finishes with 10 points in 16 and a half minutes. Uh he was three of five from three. Only took one two-pointer and uh air they pull up from the from the free throw line. Um he only had one rebound. He blocked two shots, including a jumper in the corner. That was a really impressive block. But more than anything else, he provided like high level competence off the bench. Uh, not like was not gonna win six man of the year. Um, you know, he's, he's, there are going to be some nights when he doesn't make three of five from three. Like he's not going to, he's, he's going to make one of five, right? Like that's just that that's the nature of it. But the willingness to shoot, um, the, 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 that ability to be in the corner and let it just like, let it fly. Cause you know, I'm, if I get it, I'm shooting it. Um, a skill that Jabari Walker doesn't just, he just isn't that type of shooter yet at this point in his career. And the Blazers don't have enough bench shooting is your little, I don't know if he's like, 60% three-point shooter. I don't think so. But like a competent pushing towards league average and the league average is like right at 36% this year, just a shy of 36%. Um, and he's he's shooting like 34 and some change. So like, yeah, like pushing towards league average as a shooter, a really good athlete who can rebound. Um, allowed he played some power forward and allowed them to like have real minutes where there was um, you know, where you have another backup four in there. In that third quarter set, he played power forward next to Jabari Walker when they went small and they were comfortable going small. Like there was just what I came away thinking on Saturday night, even before Nas, I knew Nas was coming back or anything like that. It's like GP played so well in his 15 minutes um, with the steals and the activity and the the playmaking um, that it's like, man, are the Blazers better when they have a sixth NBA player they can play, like just have a sixth NBA quality rotation player to get in the game. With Nas, they got seven, um, and I think there's, like, the silver lining of this month where uh, since Nas has been out, the Blazers are averaging just 20 points per game off the bench. Nas had 10 his on, on his own off the bench tonight. Um, they, scored more, <laughs> they scored more than that because they had some garbage time, but, like, Nas and GP had 15 off the bench. Uh, that's, you know, not a ton of points, and you're still going to probably need more than that on a lot of nights because you're not going to get 100 from four starters like they did in this game. Uh, but, like, Having seven functional NBA players... I've probably been lower on the Blazers' depth than most this season. I think coming into the year, I said... I, I maybe was a little lower on the Blazers' depth to the point where many people emailed me and called me silly. But like, um, regardless of whether you agree with that take or whatever, it's like... Th- I think it's been clear that they've needed some help off the bench. And I think there's a silver lining that Shaden Sharp, I thought Shaden Sharp had a really good weekend. Um, He's still not a good defensive player. He's a bad, he's a pretty big negative on that end, but he's taken strides. Like he had a nice block on Saturday night, even if he was um, picked on a little bit, but like he's, I thought Shane Sharp played one of his best games on Saturday. I I thought he followed up with a totally reasonable game on Sunday. Not didn't set the world on fire, but doesn't didn't make like heavy mistakes was mostly ready to shoot when he caught it. None of those like, um, you know, not, not being shot ready on the weak side or anything like that. He was, um, you know, his, his, he's an active rebounder. He's kind of figuring out where he plays, you know, he's playing over the other young guys on the bench. Cause he deserves it. Not because the blazers are force feeding him minutes. Like he's, he's the, he's the best option they've got there. And because they've had this extended stretch before GP came, came back and before, and while Nas was out for six weeks, uh, you know, they've Jabari Walker has found himself a rotation spot and is like, not great, but like, getting the necessary minutes that you need to develop or getting some valuable minutes. I don't know, necessary valuable minutes you need to develop. Uh, Shaden Sharp has looked really good. He's still going to have a, you know, a regular role every night and he's going to play, you know, 20 plus every night, 15, 15 to 18. No problem. Uh, he has improved a little bit. Like I, I think no, no doubt about it. Shane Sharp looked a little bit lost in the middle of December. I think he's, he's kind of out of that cycle and is looking a little bit better. And, you couple those valuable minutes of, of your rookies your your 19 year 20 year old getting valuable minutes and getting better and now you have real minutes you can play with Nazir Little and Gary Payton off the bench you can mix and match lineups at in the fourth quarter even when Nurk they brought Nurk back at like the 8 minute mark um, they played for a few minutes until Jeremy Grant sub back in with uh, Dame Ant uh, Gary Payton, Josh Hart, and Yusuf Nurkic. These are the funky, weird lineups. I thought they would deploy, and and because it was Davis Berton's playing power forward, a really non-threatening four, no problem to put Josh Hart there. And and when we talk, I've talked about this a bunch many months ago, but then just like the lineups never came. It's like this is the idea, right? It's like when you have the when you have the opportunity to go small and be funky, p- put your put your. Put your small, funky lineups on there. I thought Josh Hart um, was was really, really good in the defensive glass, just like stealing the ball from Davis Bertans, who's a bad rebounder. Josh finished with 8 points, 12 rebounds, took 3-pointers in this game, airballed a couple, ugly misses, went 1 of 6 from 3, but shoot the ball when you have it. Um, he he uh, He's... Clearly, uh, there was a conversation between Josh Hart and the coaching staff about him shooting. He was much more aggressive over the weekend after uh, a gnarly end to that Cavs game, where he where he didn't shoot a shot he absolutely should have taken. But like the the ability to play funky, weird lineups, the ability to um, you know. I think I underestimated how valuable Gary Payton's passing was. Not necessarily as an assist guy, but as a connector. You know, he's setting screens, and because they're so comfortable with NURK shooting three pointers now, they can let him set screens, roll to the middle, and swing the ball out. When he's when he's making cuts, he's he's flipping the side of the floor with crisp passes. In fact, in late in this game in the fourth quarter, they ran a hammer play for Damian Lillard. Uh, it's it sets up as a cut down the wing for. Um, like a, a down screen for, for Gary Payton to get moving towards the baseline. And then a back screen for, for uh, by Nurk for uh, Dame to get in the corner, that hammer screen from Nurk for Dame to get in the corner. And, and the idea is that Gary could throw it along the baseline to Dame in the corner. It didn't work. The Mavs blew it up, but it's like, man, can they run some different stuff now with more competent passers? Uh, I think Nas's energy, you know, he was called for a goaltend when he was just flying around to block a shot. He ran out to the Jaden Hardy and blocked a shot. Like, Nas's energy, Nas's shooting, and just like general competence as an NBA player is is going to be really valuable. Gary Payton has showed over the weekend like how impactful he can be. Guarding Luka Doncic and um, you know, and forcing turnovers in, in on Saturday night. And then when it was Spencer Dinwiddie as their most impactful player, you know who he was guarding in the fourth quarter. He was guarding Spencer Dinwiddie just like a primary assignment guy. So you can leave Gary Payton on or leave, excuse me, uh, Jeremy Grant on the bench because you have GP in there. So you don't have to put Josh Hart in there. You can hide Josh Hart on on Davis Bertans and have him just be sort of a rebounder, crasher, uh, help defender type. Like it's not perfect. And I don't mean says Paint this as like okay, Nazir Little and Gary Payton are back now. They're now they're dangerous, but like, man, do they just look? It's just like the level of the level of competence, the like increase in the level of competence when you aren't just playing first and second year guys in those in those bench minutes and the abilities to mix and match and play different looks with those bench minutes. It is such a marked improvement. Um, and as GP continues to learn how he's going to play with his teammates and where he fits, I think he's only going to be to get better. Um, you know, Nas isn't going to have shooting nights like this every night, but he can help. He was Before he got hurt, he was, after a really slow start to the season, he was starting to look like a basketball player again. He played really well tonight. Hopefully he can continue to build on that. Having seven bankable NBA dudes is such an improvement for this team. And so now it's about what's next. And that's what I want to talk about to close the show. Um, there is a tendency when teams lose to say that they will never win again, or maybe it's like a fan thing to feel like they'll never win again. And when they win to say that they'll never, they'll never lose. Like it's like, they've, they figured it out. They're they're scoring 138 points a night now um, against this Dallas Mavericks defense. Yeah, baby, they're scoring 138 points a night, but I don't want to overreact to two wins. Um, I've tried my best not to overreact to all the losing, but like, I'm telling you, they're not in a bad spot. Let's talk about the spot they're in to close the show. But first, let me tell you that this episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Fastest, easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Whatever that action is, you're going to find it on Bet Online uh, basketball, hockey. Baseball futures, uh, the NFL playoffs, you got all of the action there, and um, there was a weekend full of games, and there's still one more on on Monday night because you're listening to Monday, January 16th show. So if you want to get in on on that action, Tom Brady is an underdog at home on a primetime playoff game. I don't know if that means anything to you, but it might mean something to me. In any case, you'll find that. You'll find news, analysis, and podcasts, whatever you're looking for on Bet Online. So don't wait. Go take advantage today. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Still a pass-first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. Here's the thing. Last time we spoke, the Blazers lost a really demoralizing game for the Cavs, where I thought they played pretty well. I said as much in the show but it was, that was following a Tuesday game against the Magic where they did not play well. They lost, but played play, terrible, terrible. But They stunk in that game. And you follow up a stinker home loss to a not-good team in the Magic, and then you play well and you lose to a good team. And then you start to look around and say, they've lost five in a row. The offense is a mess. What are they going to do? And it really starts to feel like the sky is falling. And I think that is natural and normal and all of those things like i i i I, um i tried to uh, to prepare for this podcast kind of get a sense of what's going on on the internet and sometimes i'll i'll read r slash rip city on reddit probably um check it every other day to be just to make sure i'm not missing sort of the pulse of the fan base and the pulse of the fan base was panic (laughs) it was a bunch of folks panicking um in fact i got an email from a listener that said like two two separate emails one should the blazers just pull the plug and tank like this season is is a wash and the other one is like why like basically like are the blaze is it done like is the blazers do they Blazers have any hope um and you know i said no they're not going to tank to one one listener who emailed uh locked on gmail.com if you want to uh, correspond with on with me via email and the other one's like look at the standings no it ain't over they had at the times 42 games left like this coming off the Orlando loss like 42 games left it's I know it feels bad but it's like it's three games and that's really 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 how i feel right now i'm looking at the standings and i see the denver nuggets you're not catching them you're not catching the grizzlies probably not catching the pelicans and um you'd have to get hot and the kings would have to get cold very doable um for to catch those the, the, one of the top 4 teams everybody else though Everybody else, right now today, the Blazers are tied with the Warriors uh, in 8th place at 21 and 22. A game below 500. it doesn't feel good. But guess what? You beat the Mavs twice. The Blazers are now two games, two games behind 5th place Dallas. They are two games out of 5th. They looked like crap for like a month. <laughs> like, they have not been very good at, for any sustained stretch, right? Like, they started 10, they were 10-4 and then basically since then they have been mostly bad. Like you've watched them. <laughs> you know, you know the score of the game. Like you've watched them uh like they were they went 9 and 17 following the 10-4 start after before these two wins. Like they have not been consistently good and the offense has looked um, pretty rough for stretches. The defense has been better, but like still overall, they're, they're a, a pretty consistently below average defense. According to cleaning the glass, my preferred stats websites for that type of thing. Like they're, they're, um, you know, they've got flaws. They got flaws. Uh, in fact, in the second segment, I was celebrating them having seven NBA players on the team. Like I, I know what this is that I'm watching. I try to be real and honest on here about kind of my my opinions on stuff. I feel like that's the strength of the show is that I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But I'm I'm not a real doomer. I might be a natural pessimist, but I'm not a real doomer. Like the sky is not falling. It it, it did rain all day, all weekend long. Uh, but it's but it was you know there's there is reason to believe that this team, despite all of their warts, is in an okay spot. And here's why the Dallas Mavericks are missing all of their um not all. Shout out to Reggie Bullock, but basically every one of their plus defenders other than Reggie Bullock in the rotation is hurt. Maxi Kleba, Dwayne Finney Smith, um Josh green, like they're missing them. Uh, you know, they're really heavily reliance on, on, on Luka Doncic, an MVP candidate and Christian Wood to carry that, carry that ship. And, and after, you know, squeaking by the, the Lakers and, in, in two overtimes, they come and get just shellacked by, by the Blazers here. Um, they have a two-game edge, a two-game edge on Portland. The Clippers, a team that everyone is trying to convince you is good. Isn't, they are not a good basketball team. Watch a Clippers game. They're not good. They're just not good. They got a bunch of good players. They should be good. They're not good. They're 3-7 and seven in the last 10 games. Um, they, they won today um, and kind of turn things around, but they lost to the jokic Nuggets earlier this week. Like, that is not a good basketball team. T-Wolves have been playing a, a lot better. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns will be back. I think they're among these teams that are, like, sort of between the Blazers and, and fifth place. Probably a team playing the best basketball right now, but you've seen the the Wolves. Like, they're, they have some... They have some warts themselves. Uh, the Warriors, a team which has just kind of been waiting to take off, cannot win a game on the road. You know what they did today? They lost a game on the road in Chicago. They just—they're awful. Four and seventeen away from San Francisco. Elite, elite in their own building. Super Garbo when they leave when they leave the Bay Area super super Garbo and then it's your Trailblazers tied with the Warriors behind them the Jazz which are they're kind of coming back to earth after you know they're they're kind of catching like the league is catching up with them they're also missing some missing some parts but like the Jazz are probably like a 500 ish team with their level of talent they're back to you know slightly below 500 the Suns an absolute mess um, the Thunder on team with a one very, very good basketball player and some intriguing parts, but not, not a highly, not like a high level going to make a big leap in the standings. Just a, just a tough team with a, with a superstar, the Lakers, a bad basketball team. And then the team's trying to lose behind them. But like, I don't think any of the teams below the Blazers are like a serious threat. Um, assuming that when Anthony Davis gets back, we'll we'll check in on the Lakers, but until then they're bad. Um, they're not good. They, LeBron James is really good, but they're not good. Um, the Suns are mess, and they're injured missing Devin Booker and and at uh, all and they're just they they just haven't put it together they're no good with 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 book out of the lineup uh like the Jazz are probably right in the same range as the Blazers but I think you could argue the Blazers have better talent I would say that they certainly have better top end talent probably less depth than Utah which is a really deep team but certainly Blazers have better top end talent with Damian Lillard being significantly better than anyone on the Jazz like the Warriors are a mess. The T Wolves aren't that good. The Clippers are not that good, and the Jazz and the Mavs, excuse me, are super beat up. Portland's—they're fine. Like they're in a fine spot. Are they? Are they like good? Do I project them to take off? No, no. But you just watch them lose five games and play like absolute. Um, they played like refuse. You know, they played poorly. Uh, caught myself from saying a word I didn't want to say in the podcast. There, like, like uh, they played like refuse. They are—they're just—they're a mess. They win two games. I don't want to crown him. Go ahead and crown him. Shout out to D- Denny Green. But like um, this team, warts and all, is healthier than they've been with Nazir Littleback, who, integrating Gary Payton with Damian Lillard on a tear, 500, winning, um, winning, scoring 30 points in the last five games. Uh, they're starting to run the offense through their best player, something that I think makes them more dangerous. Um, they're just, the Blazers have reason to think, despite all of this nonsense, we're okay. Tuesday night, they play a really good Denver team in Denver. If they lose that game, I'm not going to freak out here on this podcast. Then they come back and they get a bunch of home games. Um, But they they do not have this. Uh, the Tuesday game against the Nuggets is their final road game of January. This is their stretch to kind of make sure that they don't slip, right? Like if they're in this same five through... Eleven mix that everyone in the West is kind of stuck in. When we get to the end of January, and they're and they're you know still two games out of fifth, good stuff. They have a chance to get be better than that, right? They give a chance to climb higher in the standings. But if they don't, if they just kind of stick where they are, stay in this mix, and none of the other teams pull apart, pull away, it's like I'm just not going to worry about them. If you were measuring this Blazers team by like what they do in the playoffs, first of all, you're missing the fun of the 82 game season, and two like we'll get there and it'll be a sobering reality. I expect, I don't I don't see this team as like a high-level playoff team and I haven't all year. But if you see this team as a team that is, play, that is figuring it out, playing a little bit better, getting a little bit healthy and still like exactly where you thought they would be at the beginning of the season. It, at the beginning of the season, I think it was pretty common that most folks said like, the Blazers are like a play-in team, but they are good enough, and their talent is good enough to avoid the play-in. Well, guess what? They're two games out of they're, they're a game out of six, two games out of fifth. That's avoiding the play-in. They're right where you with where you thought they would be. Did it shake out the shake out the way you thought it would? No, blow 500, no. But guess what? There's a bunch of mediocre teams in the West, and the Blazers are right there in that mix put themselves in great position with these two wins over the Mavs. You know what they did? They beat a team they were better than. The roster that the Mavs tried out on Saturday, Blazers were better than them, and they trounced them. They trounced them, beat them by 17, and the final seven minutes were meaningless. Blazers won that game in in 41 minutes. Sunday, an even worse version of the Mavs, you know what the Blazers did? They trounced them in the fourth quarter. It took them a little longer than you would like, but they absolutely beat the brakes off them in the opening nine minutes of the fourth quarter, and that was your ball game. You take care of business, you win the games you're supposed to win, you you know beat the teams in front of you that are beat up and, and get them at home and all the good luck things you need to get wins in this league. You do that, you continue to put yourself in position, and guess what? They're going to follow the path that you probably thought was right there for them in October. It's just like that path is 41 wins and not 46 wins, but it doesn't matter. It's all relative to your competition. They're in a good spot. I don't know if they're a good team. In fact, I don't even think they're a good team. But they're in a pretty good spot, all things considered. Come back for tomorrow's show. We will talk. Uh, look ahead to the to uh, the Denver Nuggets game. Uh, got some other fun stuff up my sleeve. Make sure you tune into that one. And then tell, tell your friends to do the same. Like, if, if you enjoy the Trailblazers and you enjoy the podcast, share it with your pals. I would truly appreciate it. Appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.